Okay, welcome to our 37th class. We're going to review question 36 today, and then we're going to learn question 37 together. Let me open us with a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, help us today as we look to understand your Holy Spirit and what he does for us and to us and in us and through us. Help us this morning to to grasp this truth so that we would live lives that that please you by relying on your Holy Spirit. We ask this in Jesus name. Amen. So let's go back to question 29. We're going to look at three questions before we get to question 36. Let's say them together. Question 29 asks, how can we be saved? Only by faith in Jesus Christ and in His substitutionary atoning death on the cross. So even though we are guilty of having disobeyed God and are still inclined to all evil, nevertheless, God, without any merit of our own, but only by pure grace, imputes to us the perfect righteousness of Christ when we repent and believe in Him. Question 30 asks, what is faith in Jesus Christ? Faith in Jesus Christ is acknowledging the truth of everything that God has revealed in His Word, trusting in Him, and also receiving and resting on Him alone for salvation as He is offered to us in the Gospel. Now let's skip ahead to question 35. Since we are redeemed by grace alone through faith alone, where does this faith come from? All the gifts we receive from Christ we receive through the Holy Spirit, including faith itself. That brings us to the follow-up question, question we memorized this last week. What do we believe about the Holy Spirit? Let's say it one time together. That He is God, co-eternal with the Father and the Son, and that God grants Him irrevocably to all who believe. Has anybody memorized this question? Okay, stand up, Natalie. Question 36. Oh, that's right. Okay, let's say it one more time together. What do we believe about the Holy Spirit? That He is God, co-eternal with the Father and the Son, and that God grants Him irrevocably to all who believe. So that brings us to question 37, which asks, how does the Holy Spirit help us? He's called our helper. So how? Let's say it together. The Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin, comforts us, guides us, gives us spiritual gifts and the desire to obey God, and He enables us to pray and to understand God's Word. And the kids can memorize this. The Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin and He enables us to pray and to understand God's Word. 
But the entire answer gives us this full understanding of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 17 and 18 says this, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance and making supplication for all the saints. So that verse teaches us that we are to rely on. Rely on the Holy Spirit. So let me read to you a few things here. First, I'm going to read to you something that John Owen wrote, you know, 500 years ago. Here is what, or more like 400 years ago, here is what John Owen wrote. He said, The Holy Spirit dwelling in us gives guidance and direction. Now, this is a big question, and it's mentioned here. How does the Holy Spirit guide us? And there's lots of different uh, ideas out there about how the Holy Spirit guides us. It is true. The Holy Spirit does guide us, or we may say lead us, or we may say direct us. But how does He do that? Does he, is, is it that idea that we're puppets and He's the puppet master, and so He's just sort of uh, animating us and, and making us do what we do? Uh, is He dragging us around or pushing us around against our uh, will? Um, is it through feelings and emotions and visions and dreams? That would be another idea that's out there. Listen to what John Owen says. Fundamentally, habitually, in other words, over and over again, he, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, he enlightens our minds. He gives us eyes, understandings, shines into us. These are all different ways he's saying the same thing. Translates us from darkness into marvelous light, whereby, so because he does all that, he gives us eyes to see, he gives us, uh, he gives us understandings, he shines, uh, he enlightens us with truth. And so, whereby we are able then to see our way. This is how he guides us. We're able to see our way, to know our paths, and to discern the things of God. He gives a new light and understanding whereby in general we are enabled to discern, comprehend, and receive spiritual things. In other words, as we live and as we make decisions and as we need guidance in life, the Holy Spirit is leading us and guiding us. And that's not... Um, through sort of if I have a decision I'm making and it's A, B, or C and only one of those is the right decision and the others are the wrong decision and if I do one, I'm in God's will and the others are outside of God's will and there's this pressure to figure out which one is God guiding me to do and so that I'm looking for some kind of mystical experience, right? I put out my fleece, right? Or there's a vision or there's a dream or an inkling or a liver shiver, right? Goosebumps, all that. That must be what God is leading me to do. That's not exactly how the Holy well, that's not how the Holy Spirit guides us. Rather, the Holy Spirit enlightens our minds, 
helps us to understand God's word, understand God's truth, to see the world clearly, to see the paths in front of us clearly, which enables us to make decisions that please and honor God. And then we're walking in God's will. So that's what John Noah is saying. It's right. Our hearts, he then says, are very ready to sink and fail under trials. Think about that. We're just prone to that. When trials come, our hearts, they are ready to give up. Our hearts are ready to sink under the weight and pressure of difficulty. A little thing will cause us to do so. Flesh, heart, and all that is within us are soon ready to fail. This is what the Holy Spirit is for. The Spirit helpeth bears up that infirmity which is ready to make us go double. So he helps us. And now let me quote to you some of the things that Leo Schuster said. And, and these are always, I'm usually quoting the commentaries that are in the, in the catechism that you can read. He said, I've always been struck by Jesus' words, apart from me you can do nothing. This is in the Gospel according to John. Jesus says that we can't do anything apart from Jesus. And that's a very broad statement. So he's been struck by that. They are humbling, and they are a refreshing reminder that our need from first to last isn't partial, but our need is total. By giving us the Holy Spirit, Christ has given us all we need and more from first to last. The Holy Spirit gives us life. He fills our life and points us to the one who is life. He gives us life in that our starting point is not simply that we're spiritually needy, but that we are dead in sin. Our spiritual life begins when the Holy Spirit regenerates us, giving us new life. But not only, he says, does the Holy Spirit give us life, he also fills our life. I appreciated the way he said this. So the Holy Spirit gives us life, and the Holy Spirit fills our life. When we become Christians, he writes, God the Father adopts us as his children and gives to us his spirit of adoption. He comes to live in us and to fill us. And in doing so, he guides us as a counselor would. Now, this is the same kind of thing John Owen was saying. Supporting, convicting us of sin strengthening us in Christ, encouraging us in the way we should live, helping us to pray, and even praying for us when we're too weak to do so ourselves. We read Romans 8.26 a week or two back. In all this, He grows us in Christ-likeness, enabling us to do good works which God has prepared in advance for us to do. He gives us specific gifts. When we get to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 and following in our study on 1 Corinthians, we'll look at one of those lists that were given in the Bible of gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to His people. And He gives us those gifts to use to contribute to the building up of the body of Christ and to love serve and obey God. So he gives us life. He fills our life. And finally, he writes, he points us to the one who is life. Jesus said, this is in John 16, 14, the spirit will glorify me 
For he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. He doesn't draw attention to himself, but glorifies Jesus and gives us the grace to do the same, making him who is life our life and love. So the one who is the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, has given us his Spirit to supply all we need from first to last. He gives us life. He fills our life and he points us to the one who is life, end quote. So let's say this one more time together. How does the Holy Spirit help us? The Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin, comforts us, guides us, gives us spiritual gifts and the desire to obey God, and he enables us to pray and to understand God's word. And so let's pray now. Our Father in heaven, thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit. We often need to be comforted. We often need to be convicted of our sin. We often need direction and guidance. And so thank you for the help of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the gifts that he has poured out on us, the abilities that he has given us even individually so that we could serve and love you and one another. And thank you, God, for this help of the Holy Spirit, which helps us to pray, which helps us to commune with you, to talk to you, and the help that he gives us to understand your word whereby you talk to us, to hear your voice through your holy word as we're helped to understand by the Holy Spirit. We ask you, please pour out your Holy Spirit on us and fill us with even more of your spirit so that we have more comfort, more conviction, more direction, and more understanding. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.